Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome to another T2 Hubcast. Um, for this episode, I want to talk to you about something which I'm experiencing quite a lot within, within our customer base. Um, we work, as you know, here at T2 with all sorts of different types of uh, people in organizations from senior leaders in the boardroom to heads of department to operational managers down to team leaders. And of course, our, our foot soldiers, our workers and our teams on the floor. So we get a lot of um, exposure, if you like, to different working environments and what the most productive environments do versus what the, let's say, average or lesser productive environments are doing. And um, I'm seeing quite a trend in a, in a particular area of leadership, which is which is triggering a response, a counterproductive response with the, in, in their teams when they're trying to deploy uh, new products and services, when they're trying to initiate new projects, when they're trying to drive change in the organization, or sometimes just when they're trying to secure the buy-in and the commitment from their team to deliver the standards or the quality, uh, or even some of the behavioral, um, you know, the behavioral objectives and, and indicators that they want to that they want to drive in the organization. So why do they struggle and what we see? Well, I've given it a name and the name is the rebound effect. Now, the rebound effect is when we as leaders or managers in any part of the organization try to drive something, try to deliver something, try to seek buy-in and commitment on something, and it has very short-lasting impact. In fact, it, it sort of, we might create a little bit of excitement or we might seemingly gain a little bit of buy-in at the start, but very quickly it fizzles out. Or maybe we reach... Um, some objections and some some resistance, you know, from the first hurdle. So, but why does this happen? Why does the rebound effect happen? Why does sometimes what we are trying to drive and achieve in an organisation rebound back instead of sticking and and you know landing well, and then we're able to you know to have a group of people around us who are all committed and engaged to achieving a particular task at hand. So the first thing I want to talk about is at a higher level, uh, at a leadership level, a cultural level, a strategic level, if you like. We we find sometimes that the rebound effect, for example, happens when we want to create a new vision for the organization, create some company goals. Maybe we're trying to, um, you know, to foster a set of guiding principles and values that we want the, the you know every employee in the organization to buy into and, and commit to. Um, and we do various things, as you know, in, in, in businesses, like we go on, a, on an off-site, we create um, a strategic sort of roadmap, we create some guiding principles and values, we have a strap line, uh, a mission statement, etc. And we come back in and we plaster that all over the walls, or we create some collateral, uh, maybe we send out a newsletter, maybe we put it on our intranet, maybe we have a big conference or kickoff event, and we really want to sell this sort of vision, this dream, uh, this messaging, if you like, to to the masses, and in many cases, it can it can uh, it cannot have the impact that we desire. We can spend a lot of money doing these type of things and a lot of investment, um, only for it to, to to fall on deaf ears or to fizzle out after a period of time. Um, 
And, and at a leadership level, I find that the rebound effect, the reason that happens is because of one grave error or one particular type of error that uh, high-level leaders are making time and time again in, in businesses out there. Simply put, leaders uh, and board-level executives, if you like, uh, and director-level uh, leaders in organizations, they quite often deploy or launch these initiatives, um, these visions, these missions, these messages, these goals, um, but they don't display them or commit to them or demonstrate them themselves. So what happens is they might have a bunch of guiding behaviours and, and, and principles and values that they expect everybody to live by, but they don't live by them themselves. In fact, they sort of elevate themselves. They believe they're exempt, if you like, from it because they're the leaders and, and it's sort of do, do what I say, not what I do. And that creates the rebound effect because people underneath them can see this, right? They can observe this and they simply say, well, why the hell should I? Because you don't. You don't follow these these values and behaviors and beliefs. You don't um, stick to, to these goals and, 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 and contribute towards them. So why should I? So for senior leaders out there, what we've got to think about is if we want to drive cultural or strategic change, if we want to have a mission, if we want to communicate our vision, our goals, if we want to have a set of guiding principles and behaviors that we expect everybody in our organization to, to, to foster, then we have to be able to commit to them and, and, and demonstrate them ourselves. And that is the greatest way that senior leaders can avoid what we call the rebound effect. Another example of this is in a lower level or at a lower level in, in teams and departments with managers. Operationally, we are tasked with driving up the process, the standards, the quality and the productivity within our teams. Whether you're in sales, in manufacturing, in finance, in HR, operations, whatever it might be, you are responsible as a, as a manager to drive up the process standards Product productivity and the quality of what you do. So managers quite often pick some pick some uh, uh, initiatives and areas that they want to drive excellence in the department on. And this is the other thing: it, the same happens at a management level, right? You have to be willing to demonstrate that you can deliver upon that process, those standards, that quality, that you will live and breathe them as well as your team. A, a behavioural example of this might be the manager who who picks their team members up if they are coming in at 10 to 9 for a 9 a.m. start time and they spend the first half an hour of the day making their coffee, having their morning chat, doing their routine before they even get to work. So a manager's communication in this example might be, well, listen, if you're going to uh, start being productive from 9 a.m., I want you to be in the office or in your place of work by 8.30, make your coffee, have your conversations, do your routine, but I want us to be productive and start in work by 9 a.m. If you set this as a guiding principle in your department, yet you, the manager, rock up at 10 to 9 and start making your coffee and having your morning chats and meetings uh, before you get productive, then you're going to experience the rebound effect. And you're getting the point here, whether you are a senior leader or a CEO or a director or a head of, or whether you're a team leader or an operational departmental manager, right? You have to be willing to live and breathe the um, behaviors, the processes, the standards, the quality, the messages that you are delivering and expect others to foster at an individual level. You have to be able to lead by example. 
and that will help you avoid the rebound effect. I mean, for an ex another example of this is we see it in learning and development programs or training. Quite often, managers will put employees through training, whether it's training for their area of expertise and their skill set, or whether it's soft skills training or leadership training or sales training, um, manual handling, first aid, whatever it might be. We expect our employees to go and improve themselves, to go and get better at their jobs, to educate themselves, to develop. Yet where leadership teams from the top, when the boardroom or the, or the executive leadership team from or the CEO and the other directors or whatever it might be, whatever your setup is, when they make themselves exempt from the very same training programs, you can get the rebound effect or you can trigger the rebound effect. We've had many people come through our courses saying, Martin, this performance psychology or this leadership course um, is fantastic. We love it. We buy into it. But you need to get our leaders through this. You need to get our boardroom through this. You need to get our directors through this because they don't do the things you're, you're, you're telling us to do. So unless they're going to, from the top, cast the cultural shadow, if you like, and, and we're all going to be aligned, then what's the point in us making the effort? And you can trigger the rebound effect. So the most successful you know, cultural game-changing programs we have delivered into organization, organizations is when the CEO, the MD, whoever it is, have included themselves from the top down and their senior and immediate team in inside the program along with the with the rest of the management layers when they lead by example and show that they are not too experienced too um you know too skillful too knowledgeable to learn everybody else will buy in and that's what I would employ if there's any senior leaders listening to this. If you are going to invest in your people and you're going to challenge your people to get better and to develop and to go on courses and to change the way they speak to people and they communicate and they make decisions and manage, then challenge yourself to, to go through that experience with them. Make sure that you are putting yourselves through the, the, the relevant programs or the relevant development. It might be at a higher level. It might be a slightly different version, but make sure you're showing that if we're going to drive a development-led uh, development culture in our organizations, then we are not exempt because that can create the rebound effect. And you know what? The greatest leaders, they are the ones who put themselves through development continuously. So the rebound effect exists. It's there in organizations. It can, be, it, it can happen from the top when we're trying to communicate missions and visions and goals and strategic agendas. It can happen at an operational level when we're trying to drive process standards, quality improvement within our departments. Uh, and the biggest you know, uh, tip I've got for you, well, I've got two tips for you actually on this. Number one, if you want to avoid the rebound effects, no matter where you sit in the business, you need to have some non-negotiables. Now, I talk about non-negotiables with managers all the time. Non-negotiables, you can't fix or improve 35 things at once, but you can fix and improve two or three. So as a manager, you've got to sort of learn to start fixing some non-negotiables in terms of these are the two or three areas we are going to focus on improving, or these are the two or three things that I'm going to be really hot on as a manager. These are the two or three behaviors that I expect us to uh, adhere to in my department or in my team on a continual basis. And if you pick two or three non-negotiables, people can digest them, people can buy into them because it means you're giving them a little bit of room on everything else. So you're less likely to experience the rebound effect. But here's the key tip on this. If you are going to set some non-negotiables, right, try to set them on the things that you truly believe in, in your heart of hearts, or that you are already unconsciously carrying out. 
Because if you think about that, it will take very little effort for you to lead on them. You will be displaying these behaviors or these, you will be contributing to these uh, initiatives every single day, right? Because A, you truly believe in them and you're passionate about them. B, you're already unconsciously doing it. So they're likely to observe this and follow. The second tip I've got on this is, and, and this is the big one, right? Whether you're a CEO listening to this or a, or a, or a department head or whether you are just a, a team leader on the front line or, or an operational manager, you have to be willing to own up to your mistakes and your underperformance around the areas that you are trying to uh, drive and preach within the business or the department. Too often do we deliver these messages and then we'll, we're human beings, right? So as managers, we'll renege on them or we'll maybe make a few mistakes or we will not be committing to them um, ourselves. And the worst thing you can do is make excuses for that or try to justify it. And I see this time and time again. Managers who take the line of do what I say, not what I do, and it's different for me because um, will always trigger the rebound effect, right? There's don't mistake in this uh, as vulnerability. You know, vulnerability is not humility. And this is what it is, you know, there's a certain endearing factor of quality in, in leaders who have an element of humility, who are willing to put their hand up and say, do you know what? I know I've been banging on about arriving at 8.30 in the morning for a nine star. This week, I've arrived late three times. I'm not going to give any excuses. I hold my hand up, it won't happen again. That's humility. It's not vulnerability. The minute you try to justify or make uh, or, or um, cover up what you are doing and why it's different, you will just lose the commitment from the rest of the group and you will trigger the rebound effect. So own up to your mistakes and your underperformance. It's not vulnerability, it's humility, right? And that will allow you and earn you the right to when somebody else reneges on this or, or underperforms, you know, they'll more than likely apologize and hold their hand up to you, right? Because you've, you've gone first, you're the leader and you've gone first. Nothing secures the buy-in and respect of the people around you more than integrity and accountability as a leader. You have to live and breathe uh, what you preach. If you're going to avoid the rebound effects in organizations as a senior leader or manager, right, you have to lead by example. You have to be willing to live and breathe what you're asking others to do. You might not be as hands-on. You might not be doing down in the weeds, doing some of the actual um, execution. Yes, and, and great leaders shouldn't be, but you have to certainly behaviorally from a communication perspective and, and any standards, you've got to uphold them. You've got to you've got to lead by example on them and that will avoid the rebound effects. If you're a manager or leader and you're asking your employees to go through training or you want them to develop themselves or grow, don't make yourself exempt. You are never too successful, too experienced, too knowledgeable to learn. It goes for us all. And if you do these things, then it'll go a long way to when you need uh, your people to buy into something, to really execute and increase the performance within the business, it will help you to secure that very quickly and avoid what we're calling the rebound effect. So that's all I've got for you for this Hubcast. Um, quick 15-minute one. Hope it was of use. Think about it. Go away and reflect. Are you uh, doing some of these things? Are you falling into the trap? Um, and if so, uh, make some change. Right, see you for the next Hubcast.